It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Let's go in the lab. Yes, in the lab returns. We took a hiatus last week, John, because there were so many moving parts. I say, John, that's John Harris. What's up, Drew? Not much. I'm Drew Doherty, and we're so very happy that you're with us. And don't forget to subscribe to In the Lab on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a review. We want to grow. We want to get better. We want you to love us, but most of all, we want you to listen. Subscribe to In the Lab on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And leave us a review. Okay, we got that out of the way, John. For those of you new to this, and we're not going to do this much more, mm-hmm. but for those of you new to this, this is where Johnny and I, we've kind of nerded out in the past, like in 16 and in 17 during the season. We'd kind of grow off on tangents. And like sure. one time I said, uh, you know, I ranked in week seven, well, the Texans defense is actually uh, right on par with where they were this time last year. And this time last year they wound up number one. <laughs> Well, they didn't wind up number one in 2017, yeah. but at that point in the season last year, it happened. So, we so go you're off saying we path. follow trends, we talk about hot topics, we yes. have hot takes ourselves at certain points. Yes, yes, yeah. Not yeah. sizzling hot. But. Sizzling hot, but uh, warm. And today we're going through and going for breakthroughs. Now, yeah. a breakthrough player on offense, a breakthrough player on defense, Jadeveon Clowney. Not a breakthrough player because right. he's broken through already. He he's broke already through, through. sixteen. Okay, JJ Watt, not a breakthrough player nope. because he, I mean, he started out great as a rookie, anyways, mm-hmm. and then he was one of the greatest players in all of football, yeah. if not the greatest, uh, the next four years. Deshaun Watson, same thing. He's already broken through. You're saying? Oh, totally. Okay. When all you right. win a national title at under, uh, under center, yeah, and I knew you knew that. So we're gonna go with guys who've kind of flown under the radar, mm-hmm. who have. Yet to accomplish uh, widespread notoriety, yep. who make you know, have a, yet to accomplish big, big things on the football field. They've shown flashes, but are going to do it more consistently this year on offense hmm. and on defense. Hmm. And John, I'm going to start on defense. Okay, okay I'm going to go get ahead. my first one, and we'll ping pong back and forth. Okay, all right, go ahead. You're starting defense. Okay, outside linebacker Brennan. Scarlet. I think this guy is on his way, and I thought he was on his way last year. Mm-hmm. Started some games. Yep. Baltimore gets a couple tackles for loss on Monday Night Football. There was still sort of a chance there at that point in the season you might win a few final games and get close to Didn't happen, but he was playing pretty well, and I think with a lot of these parts coming back healthy, Watt, Merciless, mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys behind him, I think you've upgraded the secondary. With yep. you've added two starters in Colvin and Matthew. Yep. I think that Brennan Scarlett, with another year of maturity in this system, with another year of getting better in the off season, I think he has a chance to really do some nice things, opposite Clowney at the outside linebacker spot. And I say opposite Clowney because Clowney moves around, so you can't really pigeonhole opposite the guy. Merciless. Opposite merciless. Yes. I think you're going to see more of Scarlett in the in 2018 making some plays. All right. Now, the one thing about looking at the defensive side of the ball for the Texans, you just mentioned it. Colvin Matthew are going to start for this team. The guys that they've drafted on defense have all, for the most part, been first-rounders. First yep. So I don't even know that you can even – I mean, Zach was a second-rounder. 
And Zach broke out last year to me as a yep. rookie. I mean, the last eight games of the year, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. I mean, just, he was he was everything you thought he, he was, would be, everything you heard he was some. at Vanderbilt. I mean, and, and then some. I yeah. mean, he was he was unbelievable. I mean, he I think he ends up being a very key piece for this defense. But he's already broken out. B Max broken out. I mean, people know this defense name wise. When Watts back, Merciless is back. You brought up one that I have been thinking about, and that was Brennan Scarlett. I think Brennan, or Brennan's. <laughs> my wife and I always joke about this when we watch The Bachelor. The journey you've been on. Well, yeah. Brennan Scarlett's journey has been very interesting. Having been at Cal and then transferring to play with his brother at Stanford, Ooh, dealing with some knee injuries. To- to Cal's fiercest rival, right. no less, across right. the bay. It'd be like transferring from A and M to Texas yeah. or SMU to TCU, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> so don't take shots like that. I'm don't not taking shots. I'm me. just saying, you know, heated <sighs> rivals. You know, it'd be like Brown to Harvard. Yeah, but no good Brown man would ever do that. You know, true, just, true. you don't go to Harvard, oh. uh, even for grad school. No, you just don't do that. But. Uh, he, it, you know, then he had a knee injury before he got to Stanford. So his senior year at Stanford. You know, he played with a big bulky brace. He would actually move inside to play a three technique. And then he got here, and they're like, okay, we're going to make you outside linebacker. But he's really kind of grown into that position, I think, over the last couple of years. So I think that's a good one. And that's even – and I'm saying that. He conceivably could not start a single game at that spot next yeah, year. But yeah. come in, he'll come in and play but, and hit his spots, you know. and like, if, But I think that's a, that's a dynamic of the players you already have. Mm-hmm. Get, going this route with breakthrough players, all these players on defense have seemingly kind of broken through. You kind of know yeah. You kind of know these names. They've been around for a while. They were first-round picks, the early-round picks. And to be clear, I do think he is going to get some starts, A, because of injuries. B, I think he's gonna, there's going to be packages where you I see us, so the, the Texans start the game with, with yeah, and I don't, the next and, guy. And it's funny you bring that up because I had somebody ask me that. Well, who's starting? Who's starting? I said, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't. I, I don't care because – you know, teams start the game sometimes in some funky package. They might be in a two tight end, two back package, and you might start with your your base front. But then they may go four wides the rest of the game, eleven personnel, twelve personnel, and you may go to your nickel stuff for the rest of the game. Well, your guy didn't he didn't start a game, but he played all seventy five plays minus one, the first one, but he didn't start. So I, I don't get hung up on that. But I do think Scarlett's gonna. I think what teams have shown the last couple of years. I think Jacksonville is an anomaly. Jacksonville seemingly Jacksonville's 2017 season was an anomaly on two different levels. Number one, all those guys stayed healthy. Number two, they had three key free agents that were arguably three of the top five players on the entire team, and that was Barry Church and Clay Campbell and AJ Boye. You don't have that happen. Most teams are look at the Eagles. The Eagles had a ton of injuries, but the depth that they had they had found, especially Nick Foles. Uh, came through in a big way. Halapaloti Vitae, who played left tackle for Jason Peters, was really good in the playoffs in particular. They had to come up and find players because they had injuries. So Scarlett's going to play. So I think it's a good one. Who's the, your? The one that I had been thinking about is... I wanted to say Christian Covington, but I think Cuff's sort of broken through. I think people know him. I think he's been around long enough. So, I, But you know what? That would be a valid one just because of the injury. I mean, right. He left basically mid-season. I think he's more a comeback player than breakthrough yeah. player. Yeah. But the one that I think can really be a breakthrough player this year, and there have been times where the light's gone on and when he's been healthy, that's Joel Heath. Love I think it. Joel is, when he's been on the field, there have been times of just domination where he's outstanding. 
and you start thinking about a defensive line that has Watt and Clowney in it, if you've got everybody healthy, and you talked about Scarlett, that in your base packages, if you want to move Clowney inside, you can do that. I know J.D. doesn't love that, but he's effective there, and he can be disruptive there. But you're talking about a defensive line with Clowney and Watt and Reeder and Covington and Heath and Carlos Watkins. I mean, those six guys alone, and I'm, I'm sure I probably missed somebody along the way. Oh, Angel Blackson just got re-signed mm-hmm. as well. And I thought he did some good things at the end of the year. You're talking about a front seven where – yeah, you probably need to continue to bolster that unit, but you don't need to spend high draft picks. You can get some undrafted guys. And Joel Heath was an undrafted guy, and I think Heath ends up being a really big factor for this defense because he can play a number of different spots. I think he can rush the quarterback. He's good against the run. I think when he's healthy, I think Joel Heath becomes a big factor on this defense. So Joel Heath is my breakthrough player going into year three. I like it, and he also goes out to the, the Rodeo Carnival he does. livestock show. He so does. He, and he does videos with us. So he that's, does. A, that's a good choice. Um, a little honorable mention, I, I might throw in Ufamba Kamalo. I, think, I still think okay. when he figures out or when the Texans figure out whether he's a defensive end or an outside linebacker <laughs> yeah. or, or one or the other, yeah. I think he he because he wore some guys out on the Patriots' offensive line yeah, last he, preseason. And yeah, there, there's some flashes there. I think you're, you're right, and I think that's the one thing with him. With Joel, I think there's a consistency there. The consistency yeah. is being on the field to be able to do that. The uh, with. With Kamalu, it's got to be a playing consistency. Yeah, it can't yeah. be one play where he looks like a like a an All Pro, and then the next play, he's not. He's got to find consistency. My honorable mention would be Carlos Watkins. I think the one thing that Watkins did at Clemson is something this team could absolutely need, and that's a, some interior pass rush pass push rush up the middle, baby. He was tremendous at Clemson Ten doing that. Sacks so that last year up the middle. I think the injuries are the injuries the Texans had up front with Covington and Reader being out. It put Watkins on the field a significant amount over the last half of the year. I think that's going to help him going forward. But I like it. to me, Joel Heath and, and Carlos Watkins are the two uh, that I think are going to break out. All right, let's move the offensive side of the ball. But before we get to the offense. Oh, you going special teams too? Don't forget to subscribe to In the Lab on oh, iTunes, nice. TuneIn, or Stitcher. And leave a review. We want to grow. We want to get better. We want you to love us. Most of all, we want you to listen. Don't forget to subscribe to In the Lab on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And please, please leave us a review. Okay. Yeah, offense. a good one too. Offense. You were about to say, I interrupted, but I yeah. wanted to get that in. I want yeah. people to subscribe. You have right. to say about the offense, John. All right. Break Let's do through. Snake. You stay with you. Okay. Go, you know, it's me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Breakthrough player on the offensive side of the ball. Now, there are a couple names that I actually considered. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to look at an offensive lineman as a breakout player. False. This is to, that's totally okay. valid. Right. You can absolutely well, I, choose I just think an offensive lineman. It's not... It's not glitzy or glamorous, right. I glamorous guess that's but that's yeah, that's saying it. absolutely okay. justifiable I, I think, choice. And I'm saying this based on what we saw the last couple weeks of the year. Okay, I think Julian Davenport is ready to take a step. Now, I would like to see him take two or three, but I think he's ready to take a step. This guy is uber-skilled, played uber-talented. S- played sooner than the Texans, I think, thought well, he would, yeah. but thought he could. Right. Be, you know. And I think those last to. couple of games, I think you started to see it happen for him. I think things have to quicken up a little bit. The one thing I would, I would, you know, we always talk about offensive linemen, and I mentioned his arm length and all that kind of stuff, and people are like, who cares that he's got 36 or 37-inch arms? Well, this is a game of inches, right? Yeah. And the ability for him, because he's not the fleetest of foot, 
And that's one thing I think does need to improve as best as he can is to work on that 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 quickness, yep. his kick start, his kick step, his punch, all that kind of stuff. He's got to get. He's got to. There's some things he's got to improve. There's no doubt. But with those arms, that's your margin for error reducer. Meaning his margin for error does. It, it's. It's allow it's an allowable range because he's got those arms. So if he doesn't take his footwork isn't pristine, he's still got those stems that he can stick out there and you're three feet plus from the quarterback. You're a yard plus from the quarterback, just him standing with his arms outstretched against you. Pass rushers don't want that. They want to get into your body. They want to throw the hands and get moves. I mean, you ask Whitney, you ask J D, you ask Watt. That's what they want to do. They want to get into you. Uh, and they want to get into you quickly because that lets them throw their moves. But if they've got that separation from you, that's really difficult. And I think Julian's going to end up being one of the starting tackles on this team. Just gut react. Just that's my gut feel. And I think that he's ready to take his game up a notch, a notch, a notch. So things working in his favor. Those arms. His arms, but also a full off season. Yep. Of getting to, you know, go through an NFL yep. off season, strength and conditioning wise. Right. Know the offense. Right. Know the playbook and just know who he because he came from Bucknell. Forget, yeah, don't forget that. I used to say when he was drafted, the last game that he played was against VMI. The next time he mm-hmm. put pads on, he was going against JJ Watt, Jeremy yeah. Clowney. I mean, that was helpful for him. He ultimately looked more comfortable at left tackle. And it was funny we talked to Chantrell Henderson when Chantrell came in. I asked him about that. I said, Chantrell, we joke all the time about a guy moving from right guard to left guard and left tackle to right tackle. I talk about how difficult that move is. Is it really that way? And he said it's it's like learning a different language. He said everything has to be reversed. And that's why it was not surprising that Julio didn't ultimately like right tackle, just jump to it right away, but he looked really comfortable left tackle because that's what he's that's what he's used to. So maybe he's the guy that they the very first OTA practice, the team's all together, maybe that's the guy that starts out a left yeah. tackle. Maybe he starts out a right tackle. I just have a feeling that Julio Davenport's gonna find his way on this lineup. And I, I mentioned athletically gifted, people are like, Well, he's a lineman. We were at the Greenbrier last year. It was a practice. It was out in the rain, I remember. And they were working on some special team stuff. And one of the things you work on with special teams is what happens if you get a bad snap? What happens if the snapper drop or the holder, Shane Luckler, drops the ball? What do you do? Well, in most situations, you yell, fire, fire, fire. And then your tight end, your wing, they run pass routes on both sides because they don't know where the fire's coming. They just got, they know they got to get, get sure. somewhere. And so Shane started to roll to his left, and he just threw it. And Julian was a tight end, so he was going to the back of the end zone. And he threw it up there, and Julian just reached up and snatched it one hand. Yeah. And I remember turning to Vandermeer, and I said, it was all the way down the other side of the field, and all of us were on the far side. And I said, did you see that? And he goes, what was that? And I said, that was Julian. And he goes, made a one-hand catch? I said, yeah. That's an athletic dude. That's well, an athletic I, move. So I'm going to go Julian Davenport. I think Shane Leckler would probably correct you and say that was a pretty – Athletic no, throw, throw on my part. It was, it was not a great, great throw. throw on my it was part. not a great throw. He was not throwing. I was that all state open. as a quarterback at East Bernard. No, I so. agree with that. Let's let's give Shane a little bit of credit here. Okay, just a little bit of credit. I mean, I he like, gets a completion and a touchdown. I mean, duh. I, mean, I like he gets the, some credit. I like the Davenport choice because if he does have a breakthrough year mm-hmm. at left tackle, the Texans are they're just, going places. They've hit no a gold doubt. mine and a half. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go back to one of my guys, man, that I picked earlier in one of these in the lab podcasts. I'm gonna go with Tyler Irvin. I think he, okay. I think he figures things out, uh, a health wise because he was he was only in a few games last year. But B, this is year three in the league for him. Why drafted out of uh, San Jose State as a running back? 
looked like he was going to play a lot of wide receiver, you know, yeah. sort of yep. slot stuff last yep. That's year. What we had talked about. I think there, you know, you and I are going to just classify him as a weapon, and I think he will wind up becoming and having a chance to be a weapon because I love his speed, I love the wiggle, mm-hmm. and I think the Texans with Deshaun Watson are going to figure out a way to get him the ball, get him the ball in space, no less. Yep. And he can really do some things because you got Hopkins drawn. Yep. So much attention out there. You got Will Fuller drawing attention. I love the Irvin choice. Give me Tyler Irvin as my breakthrough this year. Yeah, Tyler Irvin comes back healthy. I think he is he's definitely a boost to this passing game. And I and I just I remember what the Texans were doing with Bruce, and that's something they could have done with Tyler. I still I, I still contend that in watching throughout the league, one of one of the things that that was very noticeable around the league, and it, ha- it actually happened in week one. And that shows you how much the NFL is a copycat league. But if you remember in that Chiefs game against the Patriots, Kareem Hunt lined up on the right-hand side and in the backfield, and then he ran a seam route. And he got matched up on a linebacker. And there were some other routes that were kind of they were kind of window dressing. And then Kareem hit it up the seam. Alex Smith hit him, 75-yard touchdown. Every team tried to replicate that in some way, shape, or yeah. form. Tyler Irvin's the kind of guy – I mean, Lamar Miller could do it, too. I mean, there, there are a number of different running backs on this team that could do it. But Tyler Irvin would be a really good option to be able to do that when he's there. And I always feel like Tyler's a guy you can play with any of your other running backs. Mm-hmm. You can play with Lamar. You can play with Deontay. It's just a matter of he's got to be healthy. And then when he is healthy, he's got to focus on catching the football. Yeah. There'll be times he make great catches. There are times that he'd get hit in hands, he drop it. So he's got to be better catching the football and being more consistent about it. But if he is and he's healthy, Tyler Irvin becomes a big factor on this team. Because you're talking about Tyler and Bruce and Braxton as your inside guys, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's – I'm not going to say that you're ever going to replace C.J. Fedorowicz, but where C.J. would catch the football – That's athleticism. You've now got three different guys that can get to those areas. And wiggle and speed right no there. No doubt. Okay, no question. my honorable mention is going to be Steven Anderson. Even ah, he, that was the other one I was Even though use. he led the tight end group in receiving yeah. yards last year, it was still a down year for that group as a whole because of the injuries, right. concussions, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, look out for Steven Anderson. That's, that, that, was the one I, I was, that was the one I was – That's mention. my honorable mention. Yeah. Daggummit. I, I, can't, I can't piggyback. So if I've got to think about somebody else, yeah. this is a little weird, but I think Braxton Miller's due for a breakout. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not weird. That's not weird at all. It's, it's your the talent. The talent yeah. is there. The physical ability, the size, everything is there. The light just has to go on to say, I've got to – you know, some of the things that we've seen Braxton do in the past, you know, I remember – in practice a few times, you know, he gets scuffles with DBs. He's got to get past all that stuff and just work on his craft every single day and just dominate the way that we know how. It's, it's now, this is his third year here with the Texans, yeah. one year at Ohio State as receiver. This is his fourth year as a receiver. You're not going to have everything licked, but you got to have you got to have the game down at that position. And I feel like he was moving in that, that direction in that Tennessee game. He had a big play in the Tennessee game at Tennessee – and they got a ear hold on that punt, and then all the momentum was just kind of out of the balloon at that point, uh, that late in the year, because I think he ended up missing the rest of the year. So he, again, going back to health and talent, he's got the talent, he's got the skill. There's no doubt he's great in space with the ball, but it's now staying healthy and making sure that as a receiver you're getting better and better every week. I like it. You get better and better every week on this no, podcast. No, this no you podcast. do, Drew. But to recap for you gentle listeners, my – Breakthrough defender, Brennan Scarlett, outside linebacker. Johns, Joel Heath, defensive end. 
My breakthrough offensive player is Tyler Irvin, running back, wide receiver. We're going to call him a weapon. Johnny's is left tackle, maybe right tackle. Tackle. Ho- hopefully left tackle, Julian Davenport. Yep. Yeah, you're going to classify him as Davenport. And then an honorable mention, I got Ufama Kamalu. John's got uh, Carlos Watkins. And uh, my honorable mention, offensive player, tight end Steven Anderson. And you've got Braxton Miller. Hey, uh, real quick. Growing up, I'm sure you subscribed to Sports Illustrated, right? I did. The magazine. You probably I did. subscribed to Boys Life, maybe. No, no, I did. No. I got the, uh, I got the whoopee cushions and the cool. uh, the hand buzzers out of the back. No, that's part. Those had cool cool ads, but uh, don't forget, subscribe to us on In the Lab, on iTunes, tune in or Stitcher, and leave us a review. For John, I'm Drew, and this has been another In the Lab. <laughs>